Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Maddie Siever podcast. Today's episode is part two of the incredible interview I had with Alex. So I hope you guys find some sort of value from this content. It was literally the most insane interview. I felt such a big energetic shift within myself, and I know Alex felt the same. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode, and I'll be back in your ears with a new episode next week. How do you think um, you face mindset? Mindset? Yeah, sure. How do you think you face mindset obstacles in your life? And do you maybe have a unique approach or a well-used approach that um, you think can help others? I think for myself, um, obviously, I have mindset obstacles all the time, um, as we all do. But I think the thing that really helps me to kind of navigate whatever I'm going through is trying to narrow it down as to like, where is this coming from? So if I'm triggered by, let's just say, I'm actually going to use an actual example that happened the other day. Um, my partner was going away with his friend to like this little holiday. Cause it's a long weekend this weekend. And in my head, I was like, oh my God, like, why doesn't he want me to go? Like I was making this whole thing about me and this was just to myself. I wasn't saying any of this to him. And then I was like, all right, wait a minute. Why am I triggered by this? Literally, why am I being dramatic? We're in a healthy relationship. Everything is fine. He's allowed to have a weekend away with his friends, but why am I actually triggered by this? And being able to question yourself in the moment, which can be really hard, especially when you are in that heightened state. But I was like, why am I triggered by this? And it turns out that I actually had some little T trauma from my past relationship about a situation that I wanted to go to and I basically wasn't wanted in that situation. So hence why I immediately was like, why doesn't he want me there? Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, okay, you're being silly. Like, yeah. stop thinking like that. So it's kind of being able to like catch yourself in that moment when you're reacting a certain way because we have complete control over how we react, what we say, what we do, how we behave, what we think, all those things. So being able to like cut that off and be like, all right, why am I doing this? What's mm -hmm. going on? And I think taking responsibility can be really, really hard in these instances, but being able to actually like take responsibility and be like, okay, am I actually upset Yeah. or is something coming up for me? Like, like, being able to differentiate between the two mm -hmm. can really help you to understand yourself more and understand like where are these things coming from because like the situation that I just said like he was like what do you mean like I I just want a weekend with my friend like you know like it's yeah, fine it's not even so, in his awareness to think literally that, that yeah would maybe come up for you and absolutely yeah yeah I think that's how obviously it it's very evident that everyone has different perceptions of things um and I think now for myself, like after being in a toxic relationship and now being in a healthy relationship, understanding that like everyone has a different perception. So, you know, I could say something to him and be like, oh my God, I shouldn't have said that. Like, was that was like, but it it wasn't anything. Like we, mm -hmm. we actually, we overthink so much as humans. Yeah. Um, and our belief system is created from all different things that have happened in our lives. So also being able to like hold yourself before you say anything to someone um so you're not you know emotionally dumping on someone or projecting yeah 
is really, really big and is actually like, I'm sure you as well, has saved you from so many like dra- like drama or like toxic yeah. conversations or whatever it may be because you're like, wait a minute, am I being reasonable or is mm-hmm. something coming up for me and what is it and how can I navigate it? Yeah, I also have that like in the reverse. Like I definitely have it in that way. I've always been someone that holds what they're saying. Um, mm. Like in the sense that I will not speak until there is like a clear break for me to be able to say what I want to say. Um, yeah. Like whether that's in an argument or in a social social situation, yep. I'm not a person that interjects themselves a lot. Like if, mm. it, if it's something I'm really excited about and with my close friends, then yeah, of course, like it's just a back and forth. But yep. maybe like, especially when there is something like uncomfortable happening, I will sit there and I will take everything into consideration before I even open my mouth. And I've been like that since I was a kid, probably some little teacher over there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I'm also in the reverse. Like I should speak up more when I, when like I hold it too much, Mm. I should be speaking up and I don't. And sometimes that can be an issue because like, like with my partner, he wants to know, like, what do you actually think of this situation? But yeah in my yeah. head I'm like hold on hold on hold on like don't say anything until you know all the facts like protect yourself first if you speak out of turn dissect here, like, the beliefs like, and the thoughts first before you say anything yeah, yeah. exactly and then I become yeah. sort of like this kind of too processed and mm. then I'm also projecting because I'm con- trying to control myself yeah. and like what they think of me because what if I say something out of turn and then they think this and then they like they do that so if I don't say this if I don't do that then they can't do that in turn. And I'm trying to control my entire world. Mm. It's not, it's not ideal. <laughs> it's not optimal. Yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, it works in both ways. You can either hold yourself too much from saying anything and doing anything because you're scared of what the response will be, or mm. you're not holding yourself enough. You're not holding yourself accountable. And you're like, okay, well, if I don't take any responsibility, nothing is ever wrong with me. <laughs> Oh yeah. That's not, that was a big yeah. one for me. That was, yeah. that was something I really had to navigate when it came to stepping into this industry and like learning more about myself is like, you can't always play the victim. Like mm-hmm. you actually have to take radical responsibility in everything you do because you're not going to get anywhere. Like you're going to keep having these reoccurring things happen and you're like, why is this happening? And it's like, all right, what's the common denominator here? where aren't you taking responsibility and where Mm -hmm. could you be shifting, you know, whether it's the way you're speaking to people or like your thought process behind something like, you know, whether fear is keeping you stuck, whatever it looks like. Mm -hmm. Responsibility is huge. Yeah, exactly. And just even the fact that we can talk to holding ourselves accountable is Mm -hmm. a testament to the work we're doing because a lot of people won't even have this in their awareness that they do or don't take responsibility for things because it's just so subconscious like you are so trained in yourself to just push the blame it's not my fault I didn't have any part of this like even from kids because if something went wrong okay this can't be my fault like I'll get in trouble so let me shift the blame like it no I didn't say anything it was someone else like I didn't do that if you especially I don't know if you have siblings but I have siblings (laughs) yeah Pushing blame was the thing to oh, do in our household. <laughs> I loved it. I it still do. Never my fault. I never did anything no. wrong. I couldn't possibly have been in that situation at that time eating cookies when I shouldn't have been. Like, that wasn't <laughs> me. <laughs> 
and it's just so ingrained in us as kids and we just take it on into adulthood that mm. nothing is ever my fault they are always the one doing something wrong to me if you're losing friends consistently maybe the friends are shit like fair enough you might yeah. have some shit people in your life but why are you taking accountability for the fact that okay I had shit friends but how long was I holding on to them Mm. how long was I also shit talking about them to other people because they were shitty people yeah like take back a little bit of responsibility and take back control in your life that okay I am actually in control of all of this if I have shit mm -hmm. people around me they're not going to remove themselves because it's fun to be a like a shit person sometimes yeah people people thrive on it that's why people do it <laughs> so they're not going to remove themselves from your life from bringing from bringing you down and from like from just being a generally terrible person to you because it's fun in a sense like mm. and that's kind of sadistic <laughs> but it's oh yeah true. like people people thrive off bringing other people down and it's because it's the only system they know how to thrive in and that's yeah. sad for them but it doesn't have to be your existence like take responsibility that you don't have to bring yourself into the environment of these people okay mm. maybe if they're family members you just have to bide your time and wait until you can get out like I fully understand that but limit the time you spend with them as much as possible. Stay to your own space as much as possible, that kind of thing. Mm. And just really take responsibility in your life where you can. Some things obviously are not going to be your fault. Some things yeah. do just happen to you. Like there's a level of discernment yeah. here that we all need to take. But yeah, that is massive. Like taking accountability for you and mm. your life. It yeah. was definitely a shift that was very confronting for me. Oh, for sure. And I, I feel on that piece around you know being around shitty people I feel like you know there's this there's this huge like um what's the word like analogy around perception is projection mm -hmm. and if you're you know talking shit about other people always commenting on other people bringing them down look at yourself how are you talking to yourself how are you treating yourself yeah. are you not looking yeah. after yourself like are you feeling insecure within yourself mm -hmm. where can you shift it inwards because your external world is literally a mirror of your internal world what needs to shift mm -hmm. and if you're constantly doing that like that thing of you know bringing other people down and talking shit and all those things you're going to attract those people in your life yeah so yeah. because yeah, if you where, like gossiping where can you shift it if you like gossiping like you're going to you're going to start gossiping at the office you're going to start gossiping at the gym you're going to start mm. gossiping at the coffee shop and other people that also like to gossip and shit talk other people or bring other people down and compare others to themselves you're going to attract them right in because they're like oh my god you love to gossip too amazing mm. we can be besties we can talk about this whole office together <laughs> like and then the person you're bringing into your life is also then probably going to be turning around to the, the next person at the desk over going, oh my God, did you hear what Maddie did? Did you hear yep. what she said in that meeting? Because if they're doing it with you, they are most definitely doing it with someone else. And that was Absolutely. a hard thing I had to learn in friendships. Like if they are bringing all of their emotional dumping and gossiping to me, first of all, what does that say about me? Am I, mm -hmm. am I accepting this? Am I participating? But also like, okay but if they're doing it to me about someone else what are they saying about me to someone else you know mm. and that is not the kind of energy I want in my life and I don't think you should no. be 
Yeah. And it's, it's also that piece around like emotional intelligence. Like how can you read people? How can you read yourself? Like when can you catch yourself out when you are in that conversation of gossiping about someone? And don't get me wrong. Like sometimes you might hear something and be like, oh, did you hear that? You know, yeah. like yeah. a little comment here or there. We all <laughs> yeah. do it. Like it's yeah, fine. It's only natural. We're talking, you know, the daily conversations of mm-hmm. thriving off other people's lives and bringing them down. Mm-hmm where can you look at yourself and how can you step away from that situation if it actually doesn't serve you internally like you can shift it yeah like you could just be you know being one of those gossiping girls or guys whatever and you actually go why did I do that like why did I say that like that that wasn't nice yeah shift it don't do it again like learn from it move past it process it and take the next step just keep Mm -hmm. going like, I, th- I think that there's this huge stereotype around like processing in the coaching industry where processing something has to be this really long, like, yeah, drawn out process. process. And it ha- yeah. And it's like, think of it as like a rock climbing wall. Think of each like little boulder, rock, whatever they're called, on the rock climbing wall. And each one is like a step, right? Mm-hmm. And you're processing something, you're just going to move on and grab the other, grab mm-hmm. the other rock. Oh, that one doesn't feel too good. Let's move to the next one. You just keep moving as you're processing. So don't let these things bring you all the way back down to like square one. Mm -hmm. Just just find the next step on the rock climbing wall. That's all you have to do. I absolutely love that analogy. Like, How good is that? I use it all the time. Yeah, I'm such an analogy person. Like, I'm such a visual person. So when you said that, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is so good. This is such a good analogy. We're climbing. I'm stealing that analogy. I will be honest I stole it from another coach, so it's fine. (laughs) I love that. And it's such a piece of as well, like, okay, some of these rocks are really close to you. Mm. Some of them exist in your, your real like oh, frame yeah. of vision some of them are so fucking high up that you can't even contemplate how you're going to get there yet that's okay you maybe it's don't have the, to try the and reach for the highest one on the wall exactly the ones that are closest to you pick those first you're going to get higher either way or you're going to go a little bit to the left but you're going to go a little bit to the right maybe you'll even have to go down in order to do another path oh I you just this. get it I you just this. get it <laughs> <laughs> oh that is the best analogy I've heard oh best analogy so it just works it just works it, does. I love it, it really does um and yeah on that processing part like some that's like one of my superpowers I think and I really love talking about superpowers because I think it does that thing that we said about celebrating yourself and like talking about your own achievements and like your own best parts um and like yeah one of my superpowers is really quickly dissolving stories And something I just wanted to drop in for our listeners was that sometimes if you're saying because, it's it's simply because you're telling yourself a story. So I catch myself when I'm saying stories. If if anywhere in the sentence in my mind, because is involved or if Mm -hmm. is involved, it's a story. It's a narrative that I am playing in my mind because of something else. That's incredible. I, I love, that, love that. Yeah. And obviously this doesn't exist for everything. Like, yeah. again, yeah. a level of discernment. Sometimes things are factual and you mm. feel this way because of this. That absolutely gets to be okay. But let's take, I don't know, an example kind of similar to the one you gave earlier. All of your friends are going on a group trip. 
and you were invited but for whatever reason you can't go are you gonna sit there at home and tell yourself every single story I couldn't go because of this what are they gonna say because of this uh what are they doing what are they doing now because I want to be doing that and da 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 like you could go on forever of all the stories you're going to create surrounding that I I don't go because they don't want me there I don't go because they want to talk about me behind my back and da 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 like Mm -hmm. you can create every story imaginable when you put because in the sentence it's just it's just a thing like when you take because out you might actually get to the true reason you might not it might still just not exist in your awareness the reason you're feeling this way but usually when you take because out as well you find what is the actual problem is the problem that I can't go is the problem that I wasn't invited is the problem that I just feel unsafe is the problem that I'm just unhappy in this friendship is the Mm. problem that I don't actually love this person and I'm telling myself every story possible they're a good person they're nice to me my family loves them whatever insert x statement like are you just telling yourself stories here to keep your mind happy to keep your ego happy to keep other people around you happy and when you use that okay is there a because in a sentence am I just am I telling myself a narrative to keep something else happy Mm. yeah it really does shift a lot and it helps you really quickly dissolve them too you can't hold these excuses when you've highlighted the fact that you're telling yourself okay no that's a story (laughs) Mm. yeah and I feel like also if it if it starts with what if yeah it's like well yeah what if but like again like I said earlier what if it does work out like Mm -hmm. I discovered last year that I struggle with OCD and dealing with like thoughts of like what if this happens or Mm -hmm. I'm feeling this way because of this and like making all these stories in my head that actually weren't true but Mm -hmm. your brain just tries to make you think of the worst possible things and all these intrusive thoughts so when people, like I would see on like Instagram and coaches and all these things, they'd say, oh, like you are your thoughts. And I was like, oh my God, like it, it all yeah. must be true. Like all these things. Yeah. And it's like, all right, bring yourself back to square one. How are you actually feeling? Like mm-hmm. you are the human and you know, and you can dissolve the stories that aren't actually true because you know if they're true or not. Like you mm-hmm. just do. Um, And I feel like that comes into like intuition as well. I feel like I've got a pretty strong intuition and I think people do get mixed up with intuition and fear mm-hmm. because, you know, fear is the fight or flight response. Fear is the I'm on edge. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Crazy gut feeling, but it's not actually the gut feeling. It's just the little butterflies in there. Um, it's a rush of adrenaline and it's oh, being yeah. absorbed in your digestive system. And it's like it's alerting your whole presence. But yeah, yeah maybe it's just fear. Mm, and And maybe also on that maybe it's excitement for the thing that you're not allowing yourself to think feel or do oh I love that and your body recognize because they're very similar and they're very similar pathways too your Mm -hmm. body recognizes fear and excitement in very similar ways so what you assume is fear is actually excitement for what you're not doing yet yeah absolutely I love that yeah because that your brain doesn't know the difference between the two yeah yeah, yeah, I love that. So good. <laughs> so so good. good. We've kind of touched on this already, but what's one thing you want more people in this industry to know, either about you or something you think people aren't aware of or is not talked about enough? And I know we've t- touched on this already, so if you're kind of out of ideas, that's fine. <laughs> 
Oh, I could go on for this topic for days. Okay, um, lovely. <laughs> I one thing's hard to narrow it down to, but I think mm-hmm. I think the thing that isn't normalized enough is the fact that we all have days. And I know that coaches and whoever else in the world, they're like, oh, I'm having a bad day. But to an extent, like, I want people to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to hear how people process things. Yeah. Like, how I just said earlier, how I process something and how I, like, you know, work through my mindset block. Like, talk about it. Obviously, there's a level where, like, emotional dumping, yeah. projection, yeah. that kind of thing comes in. But I feel like, if people are actually able to talk about something that they've navigated, something that they've processed through and like how it looked for them, I think that there would be a lot more people interested like in working, like working with coaches in the industry because mm-hmm. it makes it relatable. It makes yeah. it like, oh, like I've been dealing with that too, but like they could maybe help me process through that or they could, yeah. you know, like people don't talk about it enough and people don't talk about the literal mental struggles in you know, the mindset and coaching industry mm-hmm. um, because, you know, your mindset's your biggest superpower. Yeah, it 100% is. But anxiety, OCD, intrusive thoughts, depression, all these things. Yeah, they're very real. Sometimes yeah. they yeah. overrule it. And sometimes it can be really, really hard to shut those things off. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the industry can get a little bit insensitive. Yeah. I think that that's where like, you know, they're like, oh, well, you can control your thoughts. And it's like, well, I can but it can but be quite them, hard. Like, time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like we have days where we're like, you know what? I think I'm stuck in this story today and that's just how it's going to be. But tomorrow's yeah. a new day. And sometimes you're not ready to give up those stories. And sometimes that's yeah. to protect you. Like yeah. if you are in a unstable situation at home and you don't mm-hmm. have anywhere to go, sometimes you have to just keep living with the story that okay I'm safer here I'm like because you actually are like leaving is sometimes leaving the situation is sometimes actually more dangerous than staying in it because what is known as familiar is sometimes actually safer and obviously level of discernment again but like sometimes it is okay to just accept the stories but if Mm. the stories you're surrounding yourself with are very trivial and just keep you down when they don't need to that's when you need to work on them and it's very real that okay if you have a mental health illness you do have to on a level accept the fact that you are sick and it will take time for you to receive the treatment and care to even improve your life like much less even think about possibly curing whatever it is like some things also have no cure there is no magic solution and it's about managing it day to day and I do agree like I think it sometimes is insensitive and I think maybe just there aren't enough coaches in the way that some people say this is mm. like this place this place this space is too saturated in the same mm. way it, I don't think it's that's I don't think it's saturated enough because I think yeah. we do need coaches there might be but I haven't seen them with disabilities coaches with yeah. neurodivergent um I don't want to say disorders because I don't think that's the right word but people that <laughs> experience like neurodivergence and yeah. people with ADHD and things like that there's not enough awareness in the space that okay you can be doing this work whilst managing other parts of your life it's not an exclusive if if you're not mentally well and 
a completely perfect functioning human you can't be a coach yeah <laughs> I think yeah in what's real because I can't coach someone with ADHD because I don't have it I don't know yeah. what it's like to live with that I can't coach yeah. someone with OCD because I don't know what it's like to live with that I can help mm. you in other parts and in other spaces of your life that mm-hmm. I can relate to and I can touch on and I can speak to but it does just get to be okay that you have an illness and you are working on it and you're managing it the best way you can Absolutely. And I think obviously they are very psychology therapy based illnesses, which I totally understand because like relatable. Um, But yeah, like I just think we need to more so honor our seasons that we're in. Like Mm -hmm. I don't struggle with anxiety and OCD all the time. OCD was just like a phase that I'd gone through and it hasn't happened for a while now. And like, who knows, might come up again one day, Mm -hmm. but right now I'm I'm managing, I'm doing okay. And I'm doing, I'm actually doing great. But then there's days where like, it's not so good, but let's honor that and just like accept it and not shame ourselves for that because we don't have the perfect mindset because mm-hmm. we're a coach like none of them none of the coaches out there are perfect they still yeah. have their struggles yeah. they're still doing their shadow work they're still doing whatever they need to be doing mm-hmm. and that's also not talked about enough I feel yeah and I think as well like there's a piece in this on if you aren't at the level of emotional intelligence that you want to be don't shame yourself out of doing any of this work simply because you're not perfect quote unquote mm-hmm. you don't have to be this insane level of emotionally intelligent that you dissolve stories left right and center you're jumping on that rock climbing wall like three things at a time <laughs> and you're going so quickly and everything is everything is sorted like so fast it doesn't it doesn't have to be that way for everyone and no. it's not unascribed like okay well if you're not if you're not working with a coach every single day of your life and if you're not dissolving stories every day of your life and if you're not up out running and you know insert like health mantra kind of thing (laughs) like it it just is okay like you're not there yet and if that's where you want to be it is great like I'm proud of you for wanting to get to that stage but just be a human in all of this like recognize yourself as a living breathing functioning human and there are going to be shit days everyone has them like last week was a total write-off for me in terms Mm. of like mental health days and yeah being low and part of that is also my my hormone cycle like yeah absolutely it's it's nice to know that okay some people actually struggle with hormones some people actually struggle with mental illness some people struggle with their periods like I have the worst periods. They are same. Not me right fun. now. Yeah, <laughs> TMI. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's not TMI. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, these are our natural cycles. These are things that happen to our body on a monthly basis for most yeah. of our lives. And yeah, yeah, there is so much shame around talking about them, and there is so much shame. I don't think attributed from other women, but just shame within ourselves and within like society about talking about periods and what's normal and what's not normal I didn't even mm. know that we I saw a TikTok the other day that apparently <laughs> we bleed internally apparently that's just the thing that when you're what on you your mean? period blood goes back inside of you before it comes out oh <laughs> oh exactly and that's why well. there's so much pain sometimes because you are actually oh. internally bleeding and that is I'm an actual thing. bleeding right now and this is painful exactly <laughs> and I'm like okay but how did I not know that I've been doing this monthly since I was like 12. 
how did I not know that blood wasn't just coming out of me? It was actually going back inside of me. How is how is that something we just not taught? I know. And honestly, I probably should definitely fact check this. But lots of people in the comments were like, yeah, I, my, my OBGYN told me this and blah, 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 blah. So I kind of trust it a little bit. But, <laughs> you know, fact check people. But Trust everything on TikTok. <laughs> honestly, I, I trust too much on TikTok. <laughs> I'm the new, like, you know, when people used to just read whatever in a magazine or a newspaper and take it for gospel. That's kind of me with TikTok at this oh, point. That's me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <same. laughs> um, but yeah, like, there's just so much we don't know about our bodies. There's so much we don't know about our minds. And until you know them, you don't know. You don't, yeah. And that's that's fine. Yeah, I feel like when you said, um, you know, you don't have to be a super emotional intelligent person, like I'm still not at 100% with my emotional intelligence. I'm mm-hmm. still not. Exactly. And I probably never will be. Like when I started out as a coach, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I literally had no idea. And the things that I know now, I did not know back then. I can yeah. guarantee yeah. you, like the way I speak, the way I act, the things I do, mm-hmm. I, I was not the same person back then. Like if you go back on my Instagram, you'd be like, oh my God, <laughs> like, <laughs> like there is evidence that I had no idea. But, but both like, of those are completely fine. Yeah. And if you want to be a coach and you don't know, or you feel like you don't know a lot, you might in some sort of way, mm-hmm. you know exactly all that you need to know right now and you can only grow more. Like you can mm-hmm. only, like, honestly, I think if you're passionate, I think if you're willing, I think if you're, you're just, yeah, like you want to be yeah. in the industry, yeah. you, you want to help people, you want to guide people, just try. Yeah. And what if it does work out? Like who knows? Yeah. You literally will never know. Because even now you're saying that like a year ago you were in, x place and you didn't know what you know now same with me exactly the same even a month ago i'm, I'm a completely literally like, yesterday I'm a completely <laughs> old person exactly even from this conversation i'm an evolved person yeah. and yeah like th- both versions of me are doing the best they can yeah the version of me that started this coaching business had the purest intentions the same mm-hmm. intentions i have now that i want to help people because I know this work and I know the level of impact it has. And 2022 August me that started my business is so much, it's like so proud of yeah. this version of me because I didn't even think I'd get this far. I didn't even think I'd have a podcast. <laughs> like, right, and now with I've a guest on it. on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I wouldn't have done this without this happening. I wouldn't have done this without this happening. And then just roll that back all the way to when I started the business and five years before that, that I've been in this space. And like, I can't, you can't shame yourself for being at the starting line mm-hmm. because you can't get to this point of how, how many years are you into your business? A couple of years now? Year and a half about. Yeah. Yeah. You're a year and a half into your business, but if you hadn't have taken the start a year and a half ago, you would not be a year and a half into your business. I'd probably still be working in hospitality, <laughs> hating my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you can't shame yourself that you have to start. Yeah. That you're a beginner, that like you've you've not done X, Y, and Z. You've not joined this course yet. You've not taken this class yet. If you never start, you'll never get to the point where you're an experienced coach, where yep. you're an experienced, I don't know, chef, how are you going to be a chef if you never cook a fucking meal? <laughs> like, literally though. You can't, literally. you can't get there without starting. And there's this level of like, oh, but like, what if I fail? 
well, what if you fucking succeed? What if you get there? What if, what if it was what if everything even you better of? than you imagined? Like Exactly. <laughs> who knows? And you're never going to know if, like, unless you do it. Like, exactly. let this be your fucking sign to just do the thing you want to do. I am just an avid believer in that. Like, just do literally whatever you want to do. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Try again. Like, yeah. it's like the habits that we do. It's like me trying not to go on my phone in the mornings. I did multiple mm-hmm. mornings where I failed this year. And like yesterday, I did it successfully. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, let's do it again tomorrow. <laughs> and look, exactly. I might fail again one day, but you just pick yourself back up and you keep going. Because if you're passionate, if you're driven in whatever you want to do, you will make it. Mm-hmm. I promise you. And if it's meant for you, like we said at the start of this episode, the doors mm. will open and the doors will shut and it will keep you on the right path. Absolutely. We've come full circle. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. So good. Um, I think that's a great segue as well into like one of my newest offers. Um, it's completely free and I'm so excited to talk about it. It's called Make the First Move. And it's mm. so much, so much similar to what we've been talking about today of just doing the fucking thing to just starting, to just being okay with being a beginner and feeling the fear that is inside you and doing the fucking thing anyway like mm. push through it do the thing that is all kind of is like we're going to be talking about in my newest free masterclass um that's coming in the next couple of weeks so um join the email list you'll get some information um look on my highlights on my instagram and yeah jump in with me it's gonna be so good and i wanted to ask you as well what have you got going on in your world right now like what do we want to let people know about so that they can be doing the fucking thing too well first of all I do have a podcast as well so if you yeah. would love to visit my podcast it's just called the Maddie Steve podcast um yeah we talk all things minus minus mindset wellness I mix them together <laughs> um all the things of just getting your life together and yeah getting yourself on track um and in terms of offers I have my three-day course which is called reflect and reset which is basically all about getting clear on where you're at now um because I'm an I was a person that was just always in ruts and feeling foggy and feeling unclear and I was like I need something that will help me get out of this because I can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. so I made a course on it it's a three-day course with three modules and we basically go through auditing your life your whole entire life you pick the categories we audit them and yeah you get clear on where you're at we process the things that you're holding on to and then we let go we reset and we get like really current with like where we're at and where we want to go and how we can get there so it's a very like clarity based course which I'm really excited about and I also have a broadcast which I'm so excited I've never done one before but that's coming out uh it starts next week so so exciting it is literally really cheap as well it's $30 just saying like so cheap yeah um but it's called it's I know I was like you know what let's just do it so it's basically (laughs) called the back to basics broadcast where I just plug in for two weeks straight um talking about all the things I'm going through processing my mindset my habits my routines all things wellness, thought provokes, all the things. So if you'd love to love be in my that. world, I would love to have you there. That is so, so cool. And yeah, let me just say, if you are not even on the rock climbing wall yet, <laughs> this is what you can be doing for yourself to just even mm-hmm. climb onto the wall to the very first rung, if you will. Like, Just put the harness on. <laughs> exactly. Like, 
get into some of these things, especially if they are a low low investment, like financially. I know obviously we're in a cosy living, you know, cost of living is a yeah. bit fucking crazy. So if that's something that's holding you back right now, and if that's something that's keeping you in this in the situation instead of progressing, find these things like me mm. and Maddie and there are so many other coaches in the space right now doing so many free money investments, but incredible value and incredible investment into yourself. Get yourself in these spaces because they are honestly incredible. They are changing your life. Yeah. These things are compounding. And just because you didn't spend £3,000 on it doesn't mean it's not going to change your life like you spent £3,000 on it. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And I feel like even just listening to this podcast and being... In a this sense, should not be free. <laughs> close proximity with yeah, two coaches. Yeah. This is a privilege. Yeah, honestly. Like, this you is, are, your ears are being blessed right now because you're yeah. just plugging into our brains and it's so exciting. But exactly. yeah, exactly. let this be your first step on the rock climbing wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I'm so, so happy that we got to have this conversation and just speak to so many things in this industry mm-hmm. and within us, to be honest, as well. Like. Yeah. yeah I love this episode um I just want to thank you so much for joining me and also to our listeners for listening to this point um yeah such a good episode I love it I'm so excited I'm like, to go through it I am life right now <laughs> I know I'm what so is- pumped up it's like eight quarter past eight in the morning and I'm about to go smash my life like everything. I'm about to go to bed <laughs> oh. <laughs> you've now got to like find time to like wind down and stuff oh bless um yeah I am um, yeah so pleased that we got on to do this so thank you so much for this and for having having you having you on my podcast (laughs) what am I trying to say there thank you so much for coming on my podcast my pleasure I'm so grateful to be here this this like call and podcast just got me like thinking about so many things I'm gonna have to like go into a journaling session after this because I've got so much (laughs) in my brain I'm like oh I'm excited (laughs) yeah I love this I love this okay Right, let's say goodbye now because I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> Alrighty, well, thank you so much for having me and I hope yeah. to be back on here again one day. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did and I will be back in your ears next week with a brand new episode and I will see you then. Bye, guys.